This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Benny and Frankie Fatstacks coming to you on a Monday. Hopefully it's a money-making Monday. I know myself at least. Oh boy, I tell you what. The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know why I was so bold to money line the Philadelphia Eagles. And also the Atlanta Falcons were just an outright atrocious position. Other than that, all the Dolphins didn't do too good either. To be 100% honest with you, Frankie, it was a sugar honey iced tea show yesterday. I did not do well at all. <laughs> yeah, now I feel you, Corey. It, 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 it was a struggle. I mean, the books, once again, just absolutely destroyed betters. You highlighted some of the games as well as the New England Patriots. That was a big one for them that swung a lot of the money back into their accounts and away from all sports betters. But, you know, overall, Corey, once again, the – Underdogs rear their ugly head going 7-5 and five ATS on Sunday. And some of them were some massive, you know, underdog upsets, including your Dallas Cowboys, you know, killing a lot of teasers out there because a lot of people were not willing to lay the seven with the Vikings, but a lot of them were all over on the Vikings, bringing them down to a pick em, And that hurt and crushed and killed in a ton of, Corey and then a lot of teasers out there. So the sports books once again, you know, came out way ahead as the underdogs are just, you know, they're hitting at an incredible rate right now. And some of the ones, you know, that are hitting aren't the ones that people are projecting. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's so true. I mean, like you said it, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the underdogs, Corey, you and I spoke about it yesterday on some late Sunday night, you know, and it's so true. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons were a big play and they just were an absolute no show. Uh, for what? What was that? It seemed like literally like three quarters of the game. Julio Jones was standing on the sidelines and it left Matt Ryan holding on to the ball way too long as they were double covering Calvin Ridley. And he he really just, you know, was, didn't have any, any clue what he really wanted to do with the ball. But boy, was that the clear wrong side as Taysom Hill showed that he's ready for the uh, NFL starting role, it appears like, because he was running and passing and completely efficient, guys. Now he did a good job, and you know what? You know, I, I, you know, here's the thing, Ben. Once, once you start second guessing yourself, you know what I mean. It starts to get ugly. See, when you come out that one o'clock window, and you're staggering, right? You just don't know what to do because the first drive of the Cowboy game, I was like, they're going to win today. I just saw it, <laughs> and I, and that money line was sitting at two fifty, at plus two fifty, and I was like, I watched this team my whole life. I can tell when this team is going to play well. 
I knew they were going to play well, but I was reeling so bad from the 1 p.m.s that I laid off it. And of course, the Dallas Cowboys got the win. Yeah, that tends to happen. And especially too, like, I, I don't blame you for staying away from the Cowboys, even when you had that feeling, because think about all the games that they've blown. Think about all the opportunities over the course of this year, right? <laughs> so I, I'm I'm with you there. Like it ended up making it, it was a great play from, from Dalton to Schultz to end up getting that three point lead at the end. Uh, Cowboys are still somehow in first place in that god awful division. Um, you know, I, I kind of had that same thing too. I, I, I followed some some information not not from Vegas Whispers, um, and I and I went with the the under in the uh, in the Chiefs and Raiders game. In fact, I, I teased it, um, and the second half looked like it actually still might come through. And then they traded touchdowns towards the end, and that ended up getting away from me. But my saving grace, because I still ended up getting a, a solid win with the over in the Jets and the Chargers game. Um, the saving grace was the moment that the because I, I knew the Chiefs were going to win that game last night. Like it's just if Mahomes gets an opportunity, especially with the circumstances and everything on the line, knowing that if the Raiders win that game, they're one game out. They have the tiebreaker in the AFC West with arguably the easiest schedule left to go. I was like, the, the Chiefs are winning this game. Now, I was wrong, and I thought that they were going to cover by the, the seven or eight, whatever it closed at. I ended up being wrong there, but I knew Moneyline they were going to win. At one point, as I was following along and trying to figure out, okay, at some point this is going to cross over into plus territory money line. The moment that it does, jump on board. So I was able to at least save face a little bit last night. Jumping on the Chiefs' money line, I got him at, I think, plus one. Oh, five. So it wasn't much, but it ended up evaporating out of thin air in about two minutes later. So that was the saving grace after a couple of bad beats yesterday. But here we are again, boys, with an opportunity to try and cash in on Monday night. No doubt. Before we get into Monday Night Football, Frankie, any stories from yesterday? Any Anything where you was trying to hit live or trying to come back or trying to battle back? Or did you have a bad beat? Because I, I, I just sat here and I just watched Carson Wentz just look like a fool. Uh, to be honest, the only one that I I jumped in on because of the fact that I liked the way that the game was going was I did jump in on your Dallas Cowboys and grab them uh, in running. But you know, as listen, guys, this is why we always say you know at times shop around because Ben just alluded to the fact that he was able to find the Chiefs at plus one hundred five. That shows the vast discrepancy here between that and Vegas outlets. I had several uh, live in play options open. And the lowest that the Chiefs were going down here on the ones that I was following here in town was the Chiefs minus a dollar eighty. They never went wow. below that. So I actually, wow. I actually did lay a dollar eighty for a small amount um, at that point because I thought I agree with Ben. I thought that they would come back and still find a way to win. Um, I just did a little bit, and I also was able to lower spread that any point that I was able to find on the Kansas City Chiefs was minus three and a half plus one hundred two, and I grabbed that a little bit as well. So both of those cash, but they were very small plays um, after you know getting those beat down on those other games earlier in the day that you referred to, Corey, because, you know, the, the, you know, right now, I mean, it's it's impressive. You know, we talked about it. I highlighted it over in the Discord chat as well. I don't always uh, look at these things, guys, but, you know, sometimes it's brought to my attention and I find it, you know, rather impressive after the fact because I do like to see. Now, for, guys, for everyone out there that's listening, 
many of you guys are aware of, but some maybe maybe not so much. There's two major handicapping contests that cost over $1,000 to enter out here in Vegas. One is at the Westgate Superbook. The other one is over at Circus Sports. And they usually attract uh, some of the sharpest NFL bettors that are out there, including Circa, which has a million-dollar guarantee on their uh on their contest. The contest so, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they attract a lot of people guys. Now I looked and this, most of the times these guys are usually, they have their consensus picks of what the mo- what, what plays seem to be getting the most attention. Most of the times they go three and two, sometimes four and one at times there'll be a two and three at worst, but most times at worst, you're looking at three and two. They're like a Bailey 500 in that range. Guys, at both contests this week, just to show you how much models right now for the shop betters are just not coming into fruition and getting and they're just absolutely seeing havoc. Both contests, guys, went 0 and 5 ATS at circa. That is absolutely astonishing to me. I don't think in the past five years that they've that I've started to see on social media that they've started to share after the games are uh, have, have kicked off where the where the money is going in terms of who what what play what the contestants you know picked the most what games saw the most attention they highlight those games and to see that they went 0 and 5 in both contests that to me is absolutely outstanding you know it, it's just mind boggling but it just shows right now how much uncertainty there is right now in NFL betting, especially among the shops and especially among the guys that have betting models, because these guys are getting absolutely crushed. And I mean, guys, to me, I don't know what speaks bigger volumes than seeing 0-5 in both those contests. To me, that's that's off the charts. All right. So, no, that, that is crazy right there. But it's time to get back on the horse tonight. And these odds are brought to you via DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's get ready to hop into it, Ben. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home laying four and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. Give me some initial thoughts and what do you think the play is going to be? kind of feel like it's going to be an under game considering you have two really talented offenses with two really smart offensive minds. Like, right. That's kind of how we sort of set ourselves up for this type of game. You have Tampa back at home. Uh, remember the last time they were at home, they got Molly Watt by the saints. So it hasn't necessarily been the most friendly place for them to be able to get that offensive attack going. You also have to try and figure out how they're going to start to incorporate Antonio Brown and where Jalen Ramsey is going to be shadowing. Is he likely going to be locking down on a B? Is it going to be Mike Evans, maybe Chris Godwin in the slot. What's nice about Ramsey is that he's good enough to be able to move all the way around. And the Rams defense has actually been, you know, a top 10 defense over the course of this year. And, and same thing with the Bucks. You know, other than that real just massive letdown game uh, a couple weeks ago against the Saints, the Bucks have been a terrific defense, especially at stopping the run. Uh, and that's what's been so helpful for the Rams this year is by getting the run game going with either Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown or even a little bit of Cam Akers. That opens up play action for Jared Goff, and they run the most play action out of anybody in the league. So if Tampa's going to sniff out the run, that just creates a sitting duck situation for Jared Goff. And I worry about him turning the ball over a couple times. So I feel it's going to be a little bit more low scoring than, than folks would initially anticipate tonight. That total comes in, Frankie, at 48. I saw it at 48 and a half this morning. I'm sure it was higher than that, but it looks like it is falling. Are people something to jump on that under? 
Yeah, well, you know, we're seeing a little bit. It's really bounced around, Corey. This number opened last week in Vegas at 49. We saw a, I saw a low of 47.5 at one point uh, mid over the weekend. And now this number has crept back up to 48.5. And now we see a, a little bit of steam back towards the under as this number has come back down to settle at 48. So, guys, this number is going all over the map right now. But I tend to agree because, you know, as we look, you know, I, I did a deeper dive and we have it over at SI Gambling, you know, the full write-up on tonight's game. And if we look at the numbers, we see that the Rams have only allowed opposing wide receivers to find the end zone four times, you know, on the entire season. So I'm a little bit concerned whether you're going to see like a big passing game, you know, from, you know, from Tampa Bay side. And guys, it's also important to highlight, I track a lot of this stuff. And uh, before the start of the Kansas City Chiefs Raiders Sunday night game last night, the Tom Brady's passing yards was at 307 and a half yards. And right before I went to sleep around midnight here at Vegas, that number crept back down to came down to about 300 and a half for Tom Brady. And as I was uh, looking earlier this morning, that number crashed all the way down to 285 and a half. So we've seen a 22 point move on Tom Brady's passing total. So that lends credence to what Ben was alluding to about liking possibly the under in this game. Because as we know also, I think that the Rams could struggle to keep consistent drives going because I think their their running game is going to be a little bit difficult for them to go to you know, get going and really, you know, get those guys moving on the ground right now with Malcolm Brown and the boys, because I think that the absence tonight, guys, we can't underestimate the loss of star offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth, you know, on that Rams offensive line. You know, him being lost for the season is going to be a big blow to Jared Goff's. I also think he may, you know, that's his blind side, guys. And I think that he's going to be, you know, maybe I have a little bit more tendency not to have happy feet, but maybe to get rid of the ball real quick. And we could be looking at some quick passes, things like that nature. So one of the things that I'm going to be looking at is Josh Reynolds. I kind of think that Josh Reynolds may, you know, maybe emerge over the last couple of weeks. If you look at him a little bit closely, you'll see that he's becoming more involved and he's getting a larger, you know, target share. So there's a chance that maybe with Cooper Cup, that Wrist injury, I'm not so sure, guys, that that's not still ailing him to a point where maybe it hinders him tonight against a superior defense. So I do think, like Ben was alluding to, I tend to look, you know, I have leans at my my lean on the game, a personal lean, would be looking towards the under in this game because I'm worried about how the points are really going to come into fruition against these two studded defenses. That's interesting stuff, Frankie. And, and Ben, I, I'll bring you in right here. Um, that under seems to be a, a side that all three of us agree on. Hopefully that works out. But, um, you know, that could be the kiss of death, too. <laughs> like when you're sitting up there on the booth with everybody and they, they give they, 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 um, their, their plays for the you're game. You're rooting for at least one or two people to not go with the side that you're on. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> you know how that goes. Because if they sweep the boy clean, that means the loss is coming. Um, with that being said, prop-wise, proposition bet-wise tonight, anything you see? Ah, not particularly at the moment. I I still am trying to figure out what the role Tyler Higby is going to have on this team. Is he going to be the guy in the second half of last season that was probably the tight end one in the sport where he was just seeing all sorts of opportunity? Now, remember, they were dealing with some some injuries with regards to their wide receivers as well, and he just hasn't gotten himself going. So, yeah, I tend to potentially look at some of the unders for Higby, but again, I have to check that number at Trafficking Sportsbook. I I also like to, to think, too, that with the amount of wide receivers that Tom Brady has the ability to throw to, whether it be my Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown. Um, Try to find the guy that's being hyped up over the course of the week the most, and then go ahead and take that under 
on the prop because you know that Brady is going to find the open matchup. He doesn't typically like to force the ball unless he has nobody else to throw to. In the case of New England the last couple of years, that was Julian Edelman and then James White out in the flat. With Tampa, he's got an embarrassment of riches. So it's a matter of whether or not Chris Godwin is in the ideal matchup in the slot, whether it's AB the way they move him around, or maybe it's Mike Evans on the outside. Uh, so I think you know somebody like Antonio Brown, you know, if he's getting you know 55 to, to 60 you know opportunities for for receptions uh, and receiving yards, uh, maybe you start to wonder whether or not that's a little bit too high, considering that. We're all looking at the under. We're all thinking that number is going to go down. And so maybe you look for the guy that's probably got the highest amount of odds on the board or highest number of yards on the board and maybe go the opposite way. That's interesting right now. Antonio Brown, our number right now on DraftKings, sitting at Antonio Brown receiving yards, sitting at 58 and a half. Yeah, it feels, it feels a little bit too high. With the juice to the under at minus 125. So it seems like you're on to something right there. One that I'm looking at, Frankie, anytime touchdown scorer, DraftKings has Rob Gronkowski at plus 210. Yeah, that looks like a solid one to be looking at because we know that, you know, obviously we I, I just alluded to it that the, uh, you know, the, the Rams are very tight against those wide receivers. Only four wide receivers the entire season have found the end zone against that secondary. So most likely if those sec- if those corners are that good, maybe the safeties or the linebackers is what Tom Brady would look to exploit. So Rob Gronkowski to be an anytime scorer, it does look like a very attractive proposition play right there so I do tend to agree with that but guys I just want to highlight one more important thing I've been getting oh, yeah. I've been getting hit up a lot um, with uh, this morning uh, with uh, private DMs from a lot of the, the members of the SI community and the SI pro community asking my op- personal opinion on this game one thing that we I think that's important to note is on these highlighted games especially of late um, you know in these games that are like you know these highlighted Monday night Thursday night Sunday night games where all the money is going, not so much where the spread is going, but where all the money is going, it seems like it's it's a good idea to be fading that play. Um, all the money last night, a tremendous amount of money was all over the Kansas City Chiefs to lay those points. But the sharp money came in late on the Raiders, uh, you know, that they saw significant money with people grabbing those points, and we know that the Raiders came through. And we've been seeing this time and time again on these highlighted games. So it is important for me to highlight, I reached out a couple of my sources two respected books out here in vegas say that right now they are extremely extremely top heavy and this goes to case in point to something uh that bill and i spoken about over in the video for the si gambling uh betting preview today for monday night to the monday night game which is that the there was large steam to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the money line. When I first woke up this morning, it was minus $1.80 over it on the money line on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, And when we shot the video right after that, literally about 12 minutes uh, after I was doing the, you know, updating of the write-up, that line moved to minus 210. So there was a 30-cent move. And that goes, you know, completely in line to my sources out here. One book told me they're 86% high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on overall money on the game. And the other book told me they were 83% high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So guys, I would look at the Rams right now. I'm wondering if the Rams aren't a solid play with all the money and just, it looks like it's going to pay off and it really has paid off of late to be on the side that the books need. Well, yeah, that, that's always a good idea, Ben. Like I told the story last week, you know what I'm saying? If you know, if you get the sports book director, come on and say, listen, we're overweight right here. Then I'm going to be like, I want to be on the side with the sports book director. Because let me tell you something, Ben. The sports book is not going to close. Your bank account might, though. 
That's right. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And Frankie, just to go back to what you were saying, I know the money line movement moved. Did anything change regarding the actual point spread? It went from four. To, it went from four and a half uh, around seven a.m. Vegas time to four and a half right before I went to shoot the video. That was around nine a.m. Vegas time, Pacific Standard Time. That is in Vegas. Uh, and right about a minute and a half before uh, the line went back to four and a half. And now if I currently click on over at DraftKings, I'm seeing that number is back and staying at four and a half. And the money line has moved up another 10 cents over at DraftKings. That's a minus 220. Minus 220. So that line has moved 40 cents on the money line over at DraftKings since 7 a.m. Vegas time. And as of this taping for this gambling pod, it is 1230 here uh, in Vegas. So, you know, we're looking at guys within within a five hour span. That line has moved 40 cents in juice. Yeah, wow. so that that line moving forty cents in juice. I'm not fooling with the Buccaneers tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just bad mojo. Maybe catching that four and a half and that under is the way to go. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because listen, it's hard enough to win one bet to try to win two in one night. My God! But well, you can also you can also tease it, Corey. Right now, no if doubt. you get it four and a half, get it up to get it up to plus ten and a half for the Rams. Although I, the way that I kind of see it is that either the Rams win a close one or Tampa blows them out. So maybe the tease isn't necessarily the way to go. But again, if you're following the logic that Frankie just talked about and that you alluded to as well, Corey, maybe that's another opportunity to play it if you're looking for a little bit of wiggle room. One thing that I will want I do want to touch on before we get up out of here. Um, we do have some movement and some shakeup in the futures boards right now. Now, obviously, the rookie of the year um, has been taken down with the injury to uh, one Mr. Joe Burrow, and we hope he gets well soon. But if you look at the MVP award for the first time this season, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP favorite at minus a dollar twenty-one. Russell Wilson pushed up to three to uh, back to three or uh, back to plus three hundred. And then also, and it's might as well listen, to be honest with you, it's, my, it's time to jump on this now. To win the AFC, the Chiefs are plus 140. To win the championship, the Chiefs are plus 300. The Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl, Frankie. Uh, listen, from your mouth to God's ears, I'm all over it. I have Patrick Mahomes, you know, in the MVP market. I also have Kyla Murray in the MVP market. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking at both of those. Um, I have the Chiefs ready to win the, you know, the Super Bowl uh, in, in, in the futures as well. But you know, one other thing, Corey, I think we have to allude to too, is the fact that no one's really talking about it. But how about the move? It just continues to go. I got it at seven to one. I also have it at six to one. I also have it at five to one, and it's down now to plus one eighty. And that is, will the New York Jets finish the season winless? <laughs> you know what? I've, I've, I've been looking at that the it's past so couple of weeks, and I haven't pulled a trigger on it yet. But I'm like, it's man, this late. could really happen. It's too late. I, I mean, at this point, now you're you're talking about sort of the most bizarre of circumstances. I feel like you're setting up for heartbreak in week 17. Yeah. Right? And, and now, like, you're, you might get two to one on it or just under two to one. Like, yeah, the, but the, the appeal is, of it. The, but, Ben, the, you look at it. Go, go and look at some of the look-ahead lines right now. The New York Jets will be no less than a full touchdown underdog in any of their remaining games. Where is the where is the win? Seven and five against the spread this week, Frankie. Let's let's look. Let's just just bring that up real quick. Does anybody have it there? The New York Jets schedule. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can bring this up. I want to know between the between the three of us right now. Does any one of us find a win on the schedule? Here here we go. We're gonna have a quick real quick breakdown. Dolphins this week. Do they beat the Dolphins? Yes or no? No. Probably not. 
Okay, Raiders. Do they beat the no. Raiders? I don't Did think so. Though. Actually, be- in 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 New Jersey, if the Raiders I, are asleep at the wheel, it. it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. I, I don't see it. They get right now. The look ahead line is eight and a half in favor of the Raiders. I just don't see it. That's even on the road. Let's go to let's go to next week at the at Seattle. Any no. chance they beat Russell Wilson? T- no. Zero. I don't see it. Any chance that the Jets can beat the Rams on the road? No, probably not. I don't see. I don't see it. Any chance that they beat the Browns? I don't it's see the Browns, it. but the I don't Browns, see it. Either. Probably, that might be that 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 could have some heat right there. It's not like the Browns are Baker Mayfield is capable of having a dud. I, you want to know something? I don't see it because I'll tell you why. I think the Browns are going to be needing that game, game for they're, Greg Williams too. By the way, they're gonna they're gonna need that game bad. The Browns probably fighting for yep. you know the expanded playoff spot. I think the Browns are going to be fighting for that game and they're going to need that game. And then of course in weeks you're telling me in week seventeen, guys, you tell me is any. Yeah, well, week sixteen. Well, week seventeen. Yeah, well, the well, week sixteen overall. But I think it's overall week seventeen with the buys. But guys, do you think there's any chance that Bill Belichick lets at home lets the New York Jets not go winless? I think he puts a nail in the coffin and wants to put that team down so bad. There's no way. So, guys, I don't see a win on the schedule for the New York Jets. I really don't. You guys say maybe the Browns, maybe the Raiders. I don't I see maybe, one. I maybe, uh, yeah, well, first of all, my, my thoughts on the Browns is you got the Greg Williams revenge game, and so maybe he knocks out Baker Mayfield with one of his players in the process, and then they're able to sneak away with the win. And uh, the Patriots, game, like the Patriots are bad. The Patriots are trying to jockey for draft position. You know, like the idea that they might the idea that they are guaranteed to beat the Jets in week 17 when the season is already done for them like I'm I'm not ruling out the possibility there like uh, to me the 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 fun of that bet Frankie was that you could get them when you got them at like seven to one or six to one and I'm trying to remember what it was at the beginning of the season it didn't even feel that I don't, I don't even know I to be honest I don't even think I saw that proposition out here in Vegas <laughs> But, you know, once once I started jumping on that Jets bandwagon of fading them every single week against the number, I said, you know what? I wonder if that was. And it did, I, I didn't see a number pop until week seven. And that's where, uh, week six, actually. And that's when I jumped in uh, on the seven to one. Then I got it again at six to one. Then I said, you know what? After this, these other performances and Donald being announced out, it was still at five to one. Uh, last week over at DraftKings, it was still plus 270. And now we see that there was a 90 cent drop down to 180 this morning, you know, following that loss last week. I just, like I said, right now, the New York Jets, even as bad as the New England Patriots are playing, in the look ahead lines, the New York Jets are seven point underdogs in week 17 right. against the Patriots. They are no less than a touchdown underdog. By the way, by the way, just just while while we're on the subject of the Jets, if they end up trading Sam Darnold this offseason, can like Jamison Crowder be included in that trade to wherever uh, Sam Darnold goes? Because I I can't do it anymore with Flacco and Crowder just wasting he away. He hates the guy. He hates the guy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All he does now, he just looks at Perryman and he only looks at he's even looking at Denzel Mims. It's like as if he he wanted he said, Oh, I'll throw you a little soft pass, Jamison. I see you open in the flat. Oh no, it's a pick six from the two yard line. I mean, it's like <laughs> Jamison Crowder has it's seen as many has seen as many targets in the last two games with Joe Flacco under center as he saw in the first half of game one of the season. That's unbelievable. And so he's such a talent. He's such a talent. He's their best wide receiver. He's their best offensive weapon ever since, you know, Le'Veon Bell left. But what a disgrace this team is. I'm telling you guys, I almost feel like listen, 
I just still feel like yeah, I know you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. Even a plus one eighty, I still think there's value. You want to why? Why don't you want why not do this? Because why after two and in two weeks from now, this number is gonna be minus three hundred if the Jets lose two more. <laughs> why, don't, why don't do this? Because I actually wonder what what the odds would be and if they'd be any more in your favor. Can you parlay uh, money line against the Jets? in the look-ahead games every single week. And I wonder if that six-game parlay would actually be worth more than just now, betting see, on the Jets to win. Nope, because out here in Vegas, I mean, I don't know, maybe over at DraftKings, you guys would be better to tell me. I, or maybe they some, maybe maybe, maybe it's some of those uh, uh, right, places. But here in Vegas, they won't let you parlay any future lines at all because of their liability, Got COVID, it. and everything else. All you could do is bet the game itself flat. That's it. Got uh, it. So. All right, there you go right there. All right, so just wanted to give you a quick <laughs> gotta, rundown. Gotta end, the show, gotta end the show, Corey, on a positive note, talking New York Jets football, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, not, let, let's, let, let's, let's not do that. But now, nah, for real, though, we do got some uh, – obviously, we do got the big Turkey Day games coming up. So it's been the rest of the week getting you ready for that and pushing you into week number 12. i tell you what, the NFL season does fly by, but it's good times doing it with the Vegas Whispers crew. For Ben and Frankie, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. SI Gambling Podcast, we are out.